Hello, my friends, and welcome to today's Take Heart. Uh, as I hope you know, we're uh, doing a series on John's Gospel as a church at Soul Survivor Watford, and uh, I am loving uh, the preparation. If this series doesn't do anyone else any good, it's done me the world of good. I've loved reading lots of commentaries about the gospel and reading and rereading the gospel and finding truths that I just just delight me. It, they just delight me. It's not just that they inform me, they delight me. And I, I pray the same for you. I, I just want to look at uh, one little, little passage and it comes in John chapter 7. And uh, just the background, before I tell you, before I read the, the short statement that Jesus makes, uh, he has come to the Feast of the Tabernacles. And the Feast of the Tabernacles was one of Israel's three great feasts in the year. The people of Israel knew how to celebrate. They knew how to have parties. They knew how to remember and celebrate their history. And once a year in the autumn, it was kind of like a harvest set festival, thanking God for, for, the, for the produce, but it was more than that. It's called the Feast of the Tabernacles or the Feast of Tents. And uh, maybe a million of them would come to Jerusalem and they'd camp um, on the hills outside Jerusalem, not in the sort of tents that you camp in at New Wine or Focus or, or you're used to at Soul Survivor or anywhere else. These, these were little huts that they'd build, um, uh, little, little, little containers for them. And maybe a million of them would camp there and they would spend eight days. And why did they camp in tents? It was once a year they would remember as an enactment they would remember the years they were in the desert, the years that they were in the wilderness, after God freed them with Moses uh, from the Egyptians, from slavery, and they were in the wilderness, and how God led them for 40 years in the wilderness towards the promised land. And they would celebrate that time. They would remember that time. They would remember God's faithfulness, that while they were even in a desert, uh, he gave them manna from heaven. He gave them food to eat every day. Uh, they, when in a desert, there's no water, it's dry. But, but Moses struck a rock when they were desperate and water came gushing out, gushing out, more than enough for all of them to drink. Well, Andy at church on Sunday um, uh, spoke um, about the, Jesus being the bread of life one of the seven I am sayings and how that was uh, speaking of reminding of the, the bread that came from heaven in the desert um, and that Jesus is the true bread, the bread that, that feeds our souls and that we're meant to feed on him. But here's the other bit. At this point in the Feast of the Tabernacles, that's eight days, for the first seven days, the high priest would take a pitcher, uh, would take a container and he'd walk from the temple uh, to the Pool of Siloam, which was just inside the city of Jerusalem. And it would be spring water that would come in uh, to the Pool of Siloam uh, through through rocks. And uh, he would fill the pitcher with water. And then he would take it back uh, to the temple and he would pour the water uh, uh, onto the altar of the temple. And what that was doing, it was... a uh, for the first seven days of the eight-day festival, they were remembering how how God gave them water uh, in the desert uh, when Moses struck the rock 
and how they survived because God gave them water when they were so thirsty, when they were so desperate, when they could have died of thirst, of dehydration. He gave them water to drink and if he hadn't, they would never have survived. Uh, the high priest did this on the first seven days of the eight-day festival. On the eighth day, listen to this, verse 37 of John chapter 7. On the last and the greatest day of the festival, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, Let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. By this he meant the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were later to receive. Up to that time the Spirit had not been given, since Jesus had not yet been glorified. I love that promise. He's saying, you know, Moses gave you water in the desert and that you survived. It was life to you. Well, come to me and drink if you're thirsty. And here's, here's a question. Are you thirsty? Are you thirsty for him? Are you just, just as they were thirsty in the desert because they were desperate? I'm still thirsty. I'm still thirsty for more of his presence, for more knowledge of him. And I pray that that thirst never goes. And he says, this is only for those who are thirsty. And the tragedy is that sometimes as Christians, we stop thirsting. We stop longing for him. We think we can make it in our own strength. We think we can do things. We can get along. We can have, you know, we can end up having a satisfactory working relationship with the Almighty to get the job done. But he's not interested in a satisfactory working relationship. He wants a love affair. He, he, he wants us to, to long for him as he longs for us as he gave everything for us. And he says, if you're thirsty, you can come to me and I will give you living water. And if you just take a drink of me, which is the Holy Spirit, which is the Spirit of God, out of your innermost being, out of your belly, as it were, will come rivers of living water. And there'll be living water from others. It will flow out of you. You see, when, when we drink from him, it's not simply for us. There's an overflow. It's like there's, there's, there's more. It's, it's having the first drink is like priming the pump. And, and when we first drink, it, the water flows in and the water flows out and the water of his life of his spirit flows in and the water of his life and his spirit flows out. And we are satisfied and others are satisfied. And do you know, when we try, haven't we tried it for too long? When we try to, to, to live this Christian life and to do this Christian ministry in our own strength, it's hard work and it's usually a failure. But when it's living water, the Spirit of God flowing out from us because he has been given to us, then there's an ease. There's, there's a grace, there's a mercy, there's a tenderness that flows out from us and we see miracles happening. We see miracles happening, but you first have to drink. You can't give out what you haven't received. 
You can't give to others what you don't have yourself. And so let's take these days to drink deeply, to ask him to fill us with his spirit, but also to drink of his word. I'm loving, I'm loving. Uh, it's the word and the spirit. I'm loving reading this book. I always have done, but it's like, it, it, it's food to my soul. It's my bread. And the spirit is is water, is water to my to my thirsty life. And out of that comes everything. Out of that comes fruitfulness, comes fruitfulness. There's a, a saying, uh, the word without the spirit, you dry up. The spirit without the word, you blow up. The spirit and the word, you grow up. May we grow up into Christ Jesus our Saviour, our Lord and our King, for there is a mission that he has and he has for us to go in his name. There's just one other little point from this that I just found amazing. Jesus is teaching and uh, he, he says to them at one point, you know, they're saying, who are you? Uh, where did you get this learning? They said, this is, this is crazy. You you know, you're, you're, this, this guy's doing all this great teaching and he's from Galilee, which is, there was snobbery, which is the wrong side of the tracks. And, and Jesus says, um, my teaching is not my own. It comes from the one who sent me. Anyone who chooses to do the will of God will find out whether my teaching comes from God or whether I'm speaking on my own. I love that. You know, in those days, in um, at the Feast of the Tabernacle, in the temple courts, the rabbis would, would sit down and, the, you know, the theological trained ones and, and the, the crowd would gather around them and there's Jesus turned up. And they had all their degrees from theological colleges and no one knew, you know, he hasn't got a degree. He's from Galilee, which is, which is the pits. I mean, it's like Hemel Hempstead, for goodness sakes. You know, like, what does he know? He's from Hemel Hempstead. And, 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 and they say, where did he get this learning from? And he says, I went to theological college, but I studied in heaven. I got my degree in heaven from my father. And now I'm telling you, and if he, anyone who wants to know if my teaching is true, is, is, is not just to listen and to judge and to, and to do all that, it's to do his will. And if you do his will, you will know. Do you know my early Christian life? I read all the great testimony books of David, David Wilkerson, The Cross and the Switchblade, Jackie Pullinger, um, um, Chasing the Dragon, Brother Andrew, God Smuggler, uh, various other great, Corrie Ten Boone, The Hiding Place, all these great testimonies. And then I came to a place of, do you know what? I don't want to read other people's testimonies. I want a testimony. And do you know how I got my testimony of his faithfulness, where I proved that his word is true? When I started to obey, when I started to step out, I pray that we will all have our own testimony of his failingness, faithfulness, failingness, of his faithfulness, and we will prove him true. We will prove his word true. We will prove his teaching is true by living it out in the power of his spirit. Those who are thirsty, 
come and drink. God bless you.